the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on April 20th, 2022, and I'm sure you're all in a lot of pain after coming past tax day just a few days ago. So we're going to jump into that in this show. But before we do, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in Liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. Uh, he is a pilot in the state of California. My name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your. Host. I don't know what, the, I don't know what this is about. Finger wagging. Ah, <laughs> well, I'm sure that uh, we'll have a lot to finger wag about in this after talking about all the craziness of our government <laughs> system. But just to prep you for the show uh, on taxes and crazy government spending. Um, let's bring up a visual because this is just kind of this magical moment that we saw here uh, over the weekend, just, just the day before taxes happened to be Easter this year. And so let me uh, uh, play you the video. And here you actually see Biden and he literally had to be shepherded by the Easter bunny. He doesn't appear <laughs> know exactly where he is. He almost seemed a little bit angry and disoriented when the Easter bunny came to... <laughs> let him know that he had to move on but uh but anyway it just uh it, it's funny it's such a magical world for biden that he happens to be living in such a scary world for the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> but i just thought that that was so indicative of where we're at with the way the government spends our money so uh so so let's uh, uh talk a little bit about taxes uh so one our tax code is insanely complex um and I guess one of the things I wanted to talk about here is how much we spend on taxes every year. So um, here's a story from my you mean, tax, you mean tax preparation, don't you? Tax preparation. Yeah. But we'll also okay. talk about just how much we as individuals spend as well, too, in terms of our time in a second, too. But just tax preparation. So this uh, uh, this graphic is essentially showing that the uh, cost of taxes is uh, right around um uh, right around $11 billion is roughly what we're spending as a nation just in having people advise us on how to pay our taxes. <laughs> I mean, that's not including the IRS, right? I mean, all that money they want to spend on the IRS. This is just getting help to figure out uh, how to how much we're supposed to pay in this complicated system. And uh, Reason had an article as well uh, recently where they talked about 6.5 billion hours okay so we have uh, about uh 325 million people in this country and they're estimating that about six and a half billion hours is spent on income taxes each year now if you if you just imagine uh, conservatively 20 bucks an hour if everybody was out yeah i mean of course that's not the that's not even the average that's lowballing it but let's say everybody was just getting paid 20 bucks an hour. that's over 120 billion dollars that we're really mm -hmm. spending in our productive time on just figuring out how to pay the government um and and there are better ways out there and i just wanted to to uh, uh share with you uh, uh apparently the uh uh what, what's it here uh estonia 
is uh, one of those uh, countries that apparently has a uh, very competitive tax system. They're using a simplified flat tax and a VAT tax. And uh, their president, I guess, as they came out of communism, was an acolyte uh, and a, a person who who uh, was an admirer of Milton Friedman's. And so he was all about simplicity and reducing government. And so he uh, wound up giving them uh, this you know, much better outlook toward government, uh, such that they're they're on a, a fairly healthy trajectory uh, with with some of this stuff. Such to the point where we were talking about spending six point five billion hours here trying to figure it out. They're spending three three to five minutes to figure out their tax code. So, what do you guys have to think about that? I mean, all this crazy complexity that we have in our tax code, and you know, what's it getting us? Uh, but, anyways, uh, what do you guys think? But this, this is the oppressive nature of government at work here, okay? Imagine what's going on here, okay? We are supposed to be paying taxes. Sure, the government needs to be funded and they need to have there are some essential functions. Well, they have gone way beyond essential functions now. But there are some essential functions that government must do. We must fund them. Nobody argues that point for the most part. But look at what the government is doing. They are arming the IRS who's supposed to collect our taxes, they're arming the IRS to come after us, which is what they've been doing for years. Any little mistake we make, we could end up with an audit. And if they find any little thing, they could penalize us, they could tax us, they could do all sorts of things and even imprison us if we don't pay those taxes. So the tax code in its all its complexity is now being used as an oppressive tool. That's what's going on. The tax code itself is being used as a tool of oppression. Why? So that the power of the federal government can grow and keep on growing. Look at the amount of time. Talk, think about the loss of productivity that is going on each year in the United States. Think about the loss of productivity that is going on just because of the complexity of the tax code. And you could see nothing else other than the fact that the government is using the tax codes and the IRS to destroy our liberties and our freedoms. Yeah, that's why we can't have nice things. Yes. Um, not only is it the tax money that pulls uh, out of our pocketbook and uh, goes into uh, those uh, paragons of morality and restraint in the government to spend as wit as they wish on stuff that you know everybody knows everybody wants like a new uh, <clears throat> and I like f-18s but I mean they cost a lot of money and uh, um, tanks and whatever you know other things not to mention the you know the other things they they, they spend money on uh, you know overspend money on and uh, generally, these are things that we we simply don't want ourselves. Don't want them. Don't need them. You know, they're they're not really part of the free market economy. So all this money is being siphoned from the free market economy and being put into whatever croniest uh, markets that uh, government uh, has uh, gone into cahoots with. So um, that, coupled with all this time spent on these complex tax returns. And uh, it reminds me of the amount of time that is spent ever since 9-11. Uh, uh, no, I shouldn't say. A 
okay, that came about on its own for other reasons. But now the reaction that the United States government did with the Patriot Act and and the um, so-called Freedom Act, that I love how they name the acts the exact opposite of what they are. Um, and so these acts have created this monstrous security theater that employs people and has people, I mean, out on the ramp at San Diego Lindbergh, there are two guys out just on the cargo ramp that sit out there in chairs. I think they sit out there 24 hours a day. I see them there morning, noon, and night. And they just sit around and watch. They're, they're looking for the terrorists. Now, you know, calculate, these people aren't in the free market, you know, making goods and services. Just like when you fill out your tax return, you're not doing anything. You're not either buying something, you know, using some service or providing some service or good. You're not making anything. You're just doing essentially nonsense, you know, just, just, you're just uh, digging a hole and putting the dirt back in. That's all you're doing for the government, for the, for the right to pay the government, whatever they want. Um, so anyway, yes, oppression is, has returned. The old slave masters are just like, or the new slave masters are just like the old. And here we are, we can't have nice things. But there is another aspect of the of another aspect of the of these these complicated tax codes we have, you know. It allows the government to pick winners and losers using the tax codes. Yeah. And that is for socialist ends. Because what they do is they use the tax codes for social engineering. And that's what's going on. That's been going on for a long, long time. And if we don't do something about these complex tax codes that we we we're dealing with right now. We're going to be living in a socialist empire one of these days. And so, then we wake up and wonder how it happened. It's happening because of these complex tax codes that they are enforcing upon us. Yeah. Well, you know, and if, if something is complex, the only people who have the time to look at it are the concentrated interests, right? I mean, the rest yes. of us don't have the time to lobby for a few dollars here or there. And that's the problem that we're disperse interests. So, you know, a couple yeah. dollars to us doesn't mean much, but the guy collecting at the other end, you know, uh, the, the guy who's trying to, to skew the table towards him, if he's able to siphon a few dollars from every person, boy, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big amount in the end. So, uh, um, but... But anyway, so let me let me uh, jump to the cost of all of this. Uh, well, what are we paying? So uh, maybe we could get this next graphic up here. Um, so uh, I, I guess back in 2021, we actually paid uh, over four trillion dollars. Uh, it was collected in revenue. So that's just seems like an astronomical amount of money. I mean, I can't even imagine beginning to think. Of, of, you know, I mean, but we're talking about the richest guy in America was Elon Musk, somewhere around a few hundred billion dollars, I think, you know, talking yeah, about so whether he's not two, he's going to. 275. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and so you're talking about, well, maybe, maybe he can buy a Twitter or something else, right? With uh, some of his, uh, uh, some fraction of his wealth. Uh, I, I can't even imagine to think about what you would spend 4.5 trillion on. And yet somehow our government imagines it. <laughs> and our government spent a lot more <laughs> in 2021. They spent $6.82 trillion. <laughs> so I, I it's it's absolutely insane. But if if we put this faith in these people that 
they're going to somehow be responsible. Oh my gosh. I mean, the, these amounts of money are insane. And, and let me just show you this graphic from the CBO. We've, we've shown this in the past on the show um, as it seemed maybe like we, we thought it was super dire when we were about here. <laughs> now we're up here. And I, I, I mean, you can see we're talking about levels on parity with the greatest catastrophe we probably ever faced, which was World War II. And we're there. And did we just face uh, a, an epic world potentially ending catastrophe? No, we, we faced the flu and we faced, <laughs> uh, we faced some housing problems that the government created by uh, messing with the money supply. And we faced a, a, a ridiculous war, an occupation in Iraq that for what reason, I'm not even sure. <laughs> and, and, and we're all the way up here and the CBO, this is the CBO. This is our congressional budget office. So this isn't some right wing group or somebody else trying to say, Hey, look out, you know, the world sky's falling. This is our congressional, this is our government telling us this. And our, nobody in the government is obviously listening to it, <laughs> but, but it's, it's absolutely uh, uh, scary. And, uh, you know, they, there's, uh, uh, other organizations too. This is the, uh, uh, oh gosh, what is it? The, uh, uh, oh, congressional. Oh, I can't even remember that. Uh, uh, well, what, what is it? Um, ah, darn it. I, I can't find their name. I thought their name was up here at the top, but, uh, anyways, yeah, they, they're, uh, projecting, uh, also as well, you know, these really high numbers uh, when you get out to 2031. So it's just yet another group that is doing this. And of course, the deficits year over year. I mean, the last time we spent less than we took it, <laughs> you've got to go all the way back to 2001. Uh, so it's it's just absolutely insane. It's like we're completely disconnected from reality. Uh, um, and, and one other indicator, too, on this as well. I mean, it, this is student debt as well at the same time. And I know it's, it seems like a little bit of a tangent, but it's, it just shows the irresponsibility that seems to be occurring in tandem when we have a guy like Biden who's being shepherded around by the Easter Bunny saying he's going to pay for everybody's student loan debt at the same time. I, I just it, it's just absolutely bananas. So you guys have any thoughts on all this craziness? This is about yeah, one point seven five trillion is the student loan debt. OK, that's where we're at. Wow. No. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I had ahead. a question about your, your previous graph, but I can't remember what the question was now. It's something about, uh, I don't know if you can bring, yeah, um, federal, okay. Uh, yeah, no, that one. The, the one with, uh, not the bar graph, but the line graph, the, the one about the federal, okay. Debt on track to exceed the size of the economy by 2026. It's already uh, exceeded the size of the U.S. economy. It's thirty trillion. Our our economy is not thirty yeah. trillion. It's and, and it's it's showing yeah, that right here. The economy is about twenty five actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and okay. This, so. Yeah. And so this is right. showing that uh, this was the CBO numbers that they had. They're claiming somehow there was an update that that caused it to be just under. But either way, they're projecting it just to go to uh, you know much higher levels uh, the farther we go out. And I think if we go back to that CBO chart that we had here, oh, okay. twenty thirty. Okay. This is about where they have us projected. Uh, that's about what this other chart is showing. I just thought this one kind of okay. magnified this period of interest gotcha. a little better. So okay, yeah, I, I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I've I've talked about this before. I, what do you think, Leon? What are you saying about it? 
Well, I mean, you know, the question that we probably have to answer is that who is going to bail us out at the end of the day? Because this thing can cannot keep going. You know, this and this only co only covers the funded liability, shall we say? Mm -hmm. What about the unfunded liabilities? Yes, and, and just to clarify, he's talking about our Social Security and our Medicare promises. That this and is Medicaid. not in here. Yes, and that's <laughs> not in there, and that is larger than that is larger than this. Yeah, and then oh, and, we and, have these. And, by the way, uh, let, let, let me just bring up the number too. So the number that we owe as individuals to pay for all this stuff, if if we owe it thirty trillion, not including the unfunded liabilities, and we have three hundred and twenty-five million people. That's literally a hundred thousand dollars per person. That's what each of us is on the hook for, with the not including the unfunded liabilities. So I mean, we're already in fantasy land to think that a family of four owes four hundred thousand dollars in back taxes, not including what they want to take from you every year, just normally. That's the debt yeah. that we've accumulated here. So anyways, go go ahead, Leon. Sorry about yeah. that. So so we still have to wonder who is gonna bail us out. And the thing is, the thing is that these people are so irresponsible. At the opening of this of this set of, set of graphs you have here, Jason, you show that they are collecting over $4 trillion. That's what they did in 2021. But yet, we're going to have Bernie Sanders and company talking about we're going to tax these corporations on, and the one percenters so they could pay their fair share. What the hell are these people doing with $4 trillion? That they can, and not only that, it's not only the $4 trillion we're talking about, they're also spending about six, almost $7 trillion. What the hell are these people doing with all this money? And they still want more. And they still complaining people not paying their fair share. What the hell are they doing with the money? So who's going to bail us out in the end? Who? I don't know. Who? Well, and, and that brings up a question is, I, how are they trying to uh, solve this problem? And, and it, it looks like, what we're, we're we might be experiencing what some of these people imagine we're going to pay it off through uh, worthless dollars, right? I mean through inflation. Mm -hmm. And here is uh, the recent inflation rates. Here, Statista has uh, shown this list here of they've got about eight different countries here or ten different countries rather. And so they show uh, you know here's the United States in blue. So just look at how that's tracking just the United States and. That starts out near the middle of the pack with inflation, but it's clearly getting worse than a lot of uh, the other countries. The the uh, uh, the only ones that are doing worse, it looks like here is um, it looks like Brazil and uh, is that the uh, United Kingdom? Maybe I'm not sure. Uh, no, no, that's, no, that's Brazil. Russia, Brazil and Russia. Yeah. yeah. So Russia, yeah. the one that uh, uh, we're at war with. <laughs> <laughs> and Brazil. So, and and otherwise, we're doing worse than all of these others. So clearly, there's policy differences that are happening here relative to other places. And I don't think we necessarily want to hold ourselves in company with Russia. <laughs> yeah, I don't. As, uh, yes, definitely not. Way. Yeah, and um, uh, you know, this is the disturbing thing: is that some there's some people out there who literally think, you know, maybe these monetary monetary theorists or whatever they are. Uh, some of these people, they literally think that that's the way we can solve the problem is just by printing and printing more dollars. So I, it's uh, it just seems like we're going back to to uh, uh, Biden and the Easter Bunny here, you know. <laughs> I 
I, I, maybe maybe this is his chief financial advisor that he's dealing with here. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so what do you guys, uh, you know, scary stuff? I, I, yeah, it's a good question, Leon. How are we going to pay for it? I, I don't know that anybody knows. <laughs> yeah. Tim, go ahead. Well, um, well, yeah. I mean, historically, if, if inflation gets out of hand, yeah, it can it can completely ruin a, a monetary system and just bring it completely down. Um, and it's it's happened more than once. Matter of fact, it's happened to every fiat currency known to mankind up until you know. Well, the ones that we have now are doing the same thing everybody else has done, and it's just they inflate themselves out of existence. They become worthless, like Leon said, and. Uh, you know, the only thing that is left behind is is any way of of uh, doing a, an exchange with some kind of monet fiduciary uh, item. And it, it, in the past, it's been silver, gold, and and now we have Bitcoin and other alternatives. So uh, you know, which which ones? Probably all of them will will take some of the burden. And but because it's the system of of uh, the fiat system is is set up and and is what everybody's forced to use by the government. Once again, um, you know they they take away the alternatives and they tax them so that you can't do it, use them, or that you don't. It's it's you know irresponsible financially to use them, and so uh, you know nobody uses them. Nobody goes. Uh, you know I, I you don't go to buy a car with uh, a number of gold coins and silver <laughs> coins. You don't pay for it that way. You just you know sign on the dotted line and go into debt usually, or pay with some dollars you happen to have. But you know, so so when the dollar crashes, every everybody gets clobbered. I mean, everybody takes a haircut, rich and poor alike. And so, um, although you know, when you think about it, if if you're Jeff Bezos and your wealth is tied up in Amazon and you really, you know, haven't been pulling that much money out of the company, uh, maybe you're not hurt so bad. Ah, gee whiz, you know, maybe there's a lesson there uh, for the average person. But um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, this, this is extremely dangerous territory we're in. We're in unprecedented territory based on the sheer numbers and the fact that today every um, major uh, central bank is doing all the same things we're doing. Uh, so what what's going to happen when it all comes if it all, you know, I don't know, maybe it'll go on uh, it's a perpetual motion machine and it'll last for another 50, 100, 200, 2000 years. I don't know. I mean, history doesn't say that it will. It, history says the opposite. So there you have well, that. You know, this is the craziest thing about all this, too, though, is that we just came through. You can see how much debt we had and that the worst strategy you could possibly do is to want to tamp down productivity during this kind of a period. And that's exactly what they did with lockdowns. And, and it may have to get the uh, uh, graphic up again. But, um, you know, California's brilliant idea to move ahead is to become even more unproductive. <laughs> they literally want to, they're introducing a bill to, to have a four day work week. Um, it, it, it will keep employers from reducing your pay, by the way, too. So they, they don't get to reduce your pay in this. They have to they're mandated to pay you the exact same amount while giving you an extra day off. I mean, it's just. I, I, the, the brilliant ideas never end from these people. I mean, you wonder, did, did, did they also get that idea from the Easter Bunny as well? I, I don't know. You guys have any quick thoughts on that? Well, you know, you know, um, Apple has a, a operating system called iOS, but 
this we also have an IO system in, in our political system. It's called insanity on steroids. This is what this is. Okay, insanity on steroids. Because why does the government have to dictate working hours to anybody? Why? Why? What what is the purpose? And and we know when the government touches anything, it is poison. It becomes poisonous. It becomes toxic. And California, of all people trying to do this, God help us with these people. This is craziness. Maybe I should move from this state. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can, Leon. But uh, the thing is, uh, I, and I was going to say exactly the same thing. Uh, why? Uh, and they, they, in that article, it says, well, companies are really in favor of this, this wonderful idea, four-day work week. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, companies are, are on board. Well, if they are on board, don't let them do it. Why, exactly. is, California, if, if, if they, why is the California legislator doing anything, even talking about it? It's not their business to get into the business. You know, if, if these companies are so in favor of it, they can, they're can they free to, you know. They can implement it right now. Yeah. They can do it this day and then tell everybody, oh, guess what? You're going to make the same amount of money, but instead of working five days a week, you're only going to work four. How do you like that? How do you like me now? Yeah, and that, that's all they have to do. We don't need the ledge. Oh, but no, 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 no. We can't have all this freedom running around rampant. Oh, yeah. no, sir. We got to have the California legislator tell us what to do because who, who knows better than them what we should be doing with our lives and our companies. Yeah. Well, you know, as, as dumb as that is, uh, there's always something dumber, and that's where we hit our knucklehead noise patrol. <laughs> and I tell you, uh, we we uh, and, and by the way, I didn't mean dumb what you were saying, Tim. I mean dumb the the stupid stuff that you're talking oh, yeah. about about California. <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, uh, so this is just a blast from the past, but it's uh, uh, from the Morning Joe show, and it, it just shows you sort of what our shepherds are kind of thinking. And uh, Mika N Brunevsky, I guess, uh, a part of the Morning Joe team there, uh, she was actually <laughs> in a quote where she said uh, they were talking about Trump back in 2017, and it's been making the rounds again. But she said, I, I think that the uh, dangerous, uh, uh, you know, edges here. Uh, are that he, she's talking about Trump, is trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts. And it could be that while unemployment and the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control exactly what people think. And that is our job. <laughs> you guys have anything to say about that? Any party shots? Well, the left-wing left left mob, left mob will always think they are like some little demigods. That they could tell us what to think. That's it's always that case. Morning, Joe. And by the way, Joe used to be a um, Joe Scarborough used to be a Republican who who was supposed to be a freedom-loving Republican. But since he got on this MSNBC nonsense, he had become a left-wing nutball. And he and his partner, this Mika Brzezinski or whatever the hell her name is, is nothing but a pair of leftist garbage spouting <coughs> woke nonsense. Yes, indeedy. And uh, every once in a while, though, those leftist garbage woke nonsense people will stumble upon the truth and utter it uh, in the most in, in yes. ridiculous ways. And this was one of those. 
Well, you know what? What kills me is that all these guys they, they said Biden was going to be so great, and and you know now we're finding out a year and a, half, a quarter in that uh, he's getting all of his advice from the Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> That's about what we would expect. It's sort of magical cartoon land is where we, <laughs> for him, it's nightmare for us. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> I think that's about all the time we have today. So thanks so much for joining us. And until then, we'll see you at the next one. Stay free. Indeed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.